Hello and you're very welcome. There'll be no mention of Spice Bags, IPAs, Bombay Gin or Evan O'Kane. This is the Town End Podcast. It's season three, episode 14. And to go through this delight at the bowl tonight, we have Gally and Kieran Callan. Gents, how are we? Evening. Very good. Thanks for having me, lads. It oh, seems well. like I've missed out on an absolutely treat in the uh, commentary tonight. Oh, I'm so God. glad I was at the game, so I didn't have to hear. <laughs> you know what I mean? I had a I had a rare weekend off this weekend, so um, it was nice just to be able just to sit back and actually watch a game without laptops and phones and er- and updates and everything. So it was it was a good treat for me. You, you definitely so, picked a good one. You were stuck with it. Oh, I, I missed I missed the first. I actually missed the first 10 minutes of the match. It's mental that we're going to start a podcast on a 2-0 win at the end of a cracking weekend and we're going to talk with the commentator straight out of the gate. But I missed the first 10 minutes and I'd seen the tweets and I kind of thought, it sure, it can't be, like, it can't be that bad. It's beyond stupid, like beyond hilarious. And I know people were thinking, ah, it's a, you know, it's great, it's a bit of fun, it's a bit of bad. Donald Green hit the nail on the head. It's a joke. Like to have commentators like that at a League of Ireland professional game talking yeah. about Spice bags or satay chickens, you know, high, like whatever IP. Like it'd be different. If it was just an isolated conversation, but this was a thing going through the game, the first half in particular. It was just look. It probably it was probably the highest spectacle of the game, really, because it wasn't. If we're talking about the match, it's a two 0 win, fantastic three points. It's not a great game, but you know, we probably have to discuss the match, I suppose. Yeah, no, I think what, what it don't yeah. agree with them. It, it, it sounds like the, the, the weirdo mates that you bring along on a stag or something. Kieran, I'll come to you first. Yeah, um, we come with three changes from the Derby win at the weekend. You know, we're all thinking Pat Hoobin's back, great, we got to keep him in the team now, and skips brave and 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 makes those three changes. What, what did you make of them? I think because, like, when you think about the fact that the games were so short, you know, the, the recovery time between the between the two games, that was, first of all, that was vitally important. And I think Stephen isn't afraid to make squad rotations when necessary. But I don't think he's doing it for just for the sake of it. I think he's doing it because in relation to what kind of the defence and you know, the opposition that he's facing, he knew that he could make those changes in the basis of, first of all, resting key players but also ensuring that the continuity of the team. But then then again, the players that he brought in, they needed minutes. Not only did they need minutes, but without being disrespectful to UCD, this is the kind of game that you'd want them to come into because UCD are a very, very good side, but they're, a very, they're, they're not going to sit back and be compact yeah. and you're, you're not going to be frustrated for maybe 80 minutes and then they'll hit you on a counter. UCD and Andy Myler want to, want to play football and they want to play a good, expansive brand of football. So that was the kind of game that you were going into. And look, I I was sitting right down on the on the, on the the pitch line, kind of on the very front row in the UCD bowl. And I have to say, like, it's a fantastic playing surface. It's 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 good it's good for good football and it was actually something that I commented to to one of the um, supporters that was sitting behind me and I don't want to go too more far down the debate yet but uh, it's the difference between them playing on grass and them playing on the Oriole Park surface mm-hmm. is completely night and day you can see that yeah. they're much more comfortable this the passing was sharper there was um, a bit more of an an impetus and a drive with them and UCD the same so. It doesn't. It, it, it of course brings up the debate once again about this, the playing surface in Oriel Park. But 
I think all in all, Gally did say it. Um, you know, it wasn't a game that you're going to be writing an awful lot about. But I don't think apart from that kind of period near the end of the game where there was kind of one or two specific yeah. chances, we were kind of in control of the tempo of the game and we, we kind of managed it. It was, it was game management. It was getting the results and moving on. I think that was the big... Uh, objective of today and you had John Martin who came off the bench and uh, he's now got two and two and so was Ryan O'Kane and all in all it's a good day good day at the office you chalk it off three points thanks very much but the focus is going to be on a very difficult trip to a to a very informed Saiga Rovers next Saturday yeah yeah Gally, like anything, like, you know, Dara Lee obviously ends up being captain tonight. Um, a, a man who's probably had to play in several positions, out of his own position, out of his natural position, and then ends up on taking the captain's armband tonight. Um, it, it's probably just another <laughs> requirement that he that he's just picked up tonight and, and another man just kind of rolled with it again. Yeah, and I think if you're, if you're looking at someone, you know, if you're going through the squad of the players that have swapped, and obviously Pat Huben hasn't started... You know, someone with experience that's played, you know, we, he, Ryan, or Ryan Dar is on what? Is he on his third manager? Or is he on his, yeah, he would be on his third yes, side of coaching staff. So, I mean, he's been there, done it with us. You know, I don't know, I don't know what his, his caps are, but um, yeah, for luck, experience, you know, you could, you could argue looking at the lineup, you could, you could make a case for the likes of Muller, but he's not, you know, as I said, they're not here long enough. You know, that would be our, maybe in a year's time, but someone like Leahy, yeah, like you, you couldn't really argue with it for the changes that were made. Um, but just go back to what Kieran said and John, you know, Flannel said that it's it's a game that's yeah, like Kieran said, get out with the three points. You know, we can talk we about get out of there with three points last year, so this is well, no, know. that's the thing. We 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 kind of tongue in cheek said it here last Friday night. Um, you know, UCD and I, I still say UCD are the Bray of years ago, they're just that bogey team that we just never seen to put to bed. And last year proved it. And to go down there, Kieran said it's a good surface, good pitch, to, you know, that's never been in doubt. It's a, Mm-hmm. Like we can't even say it's an awful place to play football because their stand's better than what we have in Oreo Park. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it's a game, you know, Myler's team, they play football. I mean, yeah, look, they're always going through a season where they get an absolute pace and they're always going to be in the relegation battles, but they play really good football. Now, today's match, it, I don't know if it allowed for us to really get, yeah, we we definitely were a better team, but we were a better team in a poor game. You know, it's, it's, we weren't. Yeah. Like, there was times there even... You know, for me, I, I don't know if it's just maybe maybe it's just the, the game that's in it, the, the fact that he played Friday night. You know, there's some kind of chasing down by Mali in midfield where he, it didn't look like he was running. So I don't know if they're just tired maybe from the game on Friday. And I don't really know why. But as, as, a, as a performance, look, you've got the job done. I wouldn't say 2-0 flatters us, but it's a, it's a, it's a poor match. I mean, it's, it's two teams not really getting at each other really. And they've kind of, they've, they've, they've almost balanced it. We've just shaded on the goals. I mean, we can look yeah. at we talk about them as well, but would you have taken it on Friday night? Absolutely. I mean, that's a cracking weekend for Dundalk. I mean, we're now up to fourth, and you know, that's it's an unbelievable weekend. I kind of said last week, you know, four points would have been handy from the two yeah. games, but yeah. they come away with all six, you know, fantastic game in Oriel Park on Friday night. Yeah, look, I mean, look, we could do it's a weird one because you haven't conceded, it's two nil, but you know, it's not a great game, but look. A few of them in between some top performances, you'll take them all season. You know, that's, you know, they're the kind of games you're not going to remember at the end of the season. We come here at the end of the season and uh, <laughs> we, we, we come, uh, if we come here at the end of the season and we're remembering games, that's not going to be on the list, you know. But look, it's three points. It's a bank holiday Monday. 
And like Kieran said, all eyes now. And, and that's unfortunate the way the dog are. No matter what happens on the, on the game yeah. night, your eyes are straight on to the next one because a trip to Sligo Rovers is no no easy one for it. It's, it's, it's not a, a free hit at any at any from any team really when they go over there. No, the other, the other thing about the game was was that it started very bright for Dundalk in the sense mm. that you know we had Rhino Kane's opportunity very early very early on in the game and then you know both teams kind of settled and it wasn't really until in reality that like little push before half time when we got the opening goal like yeah. we neither side really threatened like mm. it, it never looked like they were like you just said guy came with a scruff of the neck and said all right here we are let's go. And I think that that's, that's, I don't know whether it was because of the, the, the short window between the two games, but um, somebody did say on Twitter, I think it was Daniel Connell on, on Friday night and said, Friday night's result doesn't matter unless you get three points today. Yeah. And that is exactly what needed to hollow and ring through. And, you know, you, we, now, we now have a benchmark of, okay, we can, we can play okay and still get the win. Now it's that, you know, we need to kind of really push on, but... Like you see the amount of players that were walking into the changing room at half time that are in Dundalk FC tracksuits because they're injured and and you know Greg yeah. Sloggett, Andy Boyle, and um, poor John Mounty, like all the and and Louis Anderson who we haven't really seen this year, like absolutely, um you know top drawer players that were missing at the moment. Like imagine if we didn't have them missing. Imagine if we had them ready to go. Like yeah. it could have been a much easier game. Well, not a much easier game, but it could have been a higher scoreline. Yeah, look, Ali, and we've we've been talking about these games before, and very often when you're playing these, you know, three games in seven days, it's it's the Monday one which is the real stickler because you have no real time to prep and go for this. You look at the changes he made, like actually even having Williams back, a recognised mm. centre half. You know, even that's good just to have him yeah. because we've had you know Robbie Benson having to play at left back and uh, Leahy having to tuck in and stuff. So. You know, it's more of a structured team of how Skip would probably want us to turn. And as Kieran just mentioned, like it started so brightly. Little did we know it was a sign of things to come. But you know, Rhino Kane's little cut in and his shot, like it, it, it's just shown another player when you get dropped or you get taken out of the team or you didn't get the opportunities. Like Ryan didn't get at the start of the season. Mm. You can sulk. You can take the huff. But Ryan's really shown a fantastic attitude to got back in. And, and that's nearly how he got into the team last year as yeah. well. There was an opportunity. He got in, he took it. And then he nearly became, you know, uh, you couldn't help but put his name in because he was turning out these sort of performances. Whatever happened at start this year, it didn't overly seem to be kicking in for him. But you can see from coming out of the team and now coming back in again, there's a real hunger there from Ryan. And, and as I say, that shot at the start of the game was was just a sign of things to come for later. Uh, yeah, and we uh, we'd spoke about him. I think it was the last show or the show before that. Um, we had said that he, he hadn't really had the, he probably hadn't at the start of the season people were expecting. He hasn't played as much when his Tullock's come in, obviously, and, and got his run on the left. But over the last, you know, 180 minutes of football, like, and he, he hit the goals on, on Friday night in Oriel Park. Like, there's no doubt in his ability. I mean, there's no, there's no doubt in this kid's ability. Like we've talked about him. I don't know, probably not day one since the podcast, but definitely on season two, we were just talking about him all the time. But 
there's no doubt in the ability that he has. But when he's on it, I think he's unplayable. I like, yeah, you know, he he, he kind of reminds me. He's a mixture of kind of a Mickey Duffy and a Keith Ward. He has everything. I still think he can play in the middle of the park as well, just off the striker. But obviously, he's got too much pace to be to be doing that. But I think he's top class when he's on it. But the problem is, he's just had a dodgy run at the start of the season. You know, I was almost worried a couple of weeks with that. You know, we, he mightn't get back in if Dan Kelly comes mm-hmm. back. He might he mightn't get his jersey. You know. But at the same time, times on his side, he's you know he's still only fifteen. Yeah. You know that's what he feels like. He's a child. You know what I mean? You know talking about it, but it's it goes to show that. And I think it was I think it was Tiernan Mulvana on here last year that he had said his training. You know, like Tiernan, you know, one of the quotes of the season last year. He didn't pick him in his squad at fifteen for yeah. development, so he never he never got picked. And he went away, kind of got his strength and conditioning, got his you know physique up. His shape. like you can see him. I met him a couple of weeks ago. At the Peter Cherry training, you can see his, his size is ab- like he's he's an absolute man now. Considering what he was when he came on, yeah, to, to the scene when he burst on under O'Donnell a couple of seasons. Stones ago. tied to the ankle. That's, yeah, that's what, he must be dragging half the players around with him for training. He's an absolute beast, and that'll set him apart as as the season goes on. Hopefully, that that'll kickstart him now and set him apart. But you know, one one thing that you're hoping that happens is that he get he kicks on from now and O'Donnell sees it, and hopefully, like you know. Even if we're talking about players coming in, Pat Hoopin comes on the other night, plays the other night. It's a great game. I think he, did he get on man of the match yeah. the other night? He did, yeah. And yeah. then he doesn't start yeah. tonight. So, like Kieran was saying, O'Donnell picks a team. You can question it sometime, but tonight it's justified. Yeah. Unfortunately, it just hasn't worked out in the past. We've had the dodgy game, Shelburne, and stuff like that. But tonight it's been justified. John Martin scored again. You know, but like it's I'm delighted, you know, there's there's not gonna be bigger people delighted, probably from his parents that on O'Donnell than me, because they see him playing and getting goals. It's 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 a it's quality to watch. I think like his strike, like I know we're skipping on here to the goal, but I mean that you won't. He probably won't hit a ball cleaner all season. I mean it's an absolute ping. Um, but yeah, look, delighted for him. Delighted in a bad game. He's he, he was the outstanding player. I mean he really was. Like we we'll get to it later. Obviously for pizzas, anybody's queuing off for pizza there. But um, you know he, he was outstanding tonight from start to finish. His walk rate, his fitness, his pace. Like his pace doesn't drop. It's frightening how quick he moves. Yeah. 75, 80, 85 minutes. And people say, oh, yeah, he's a professional footballer. But, I mean, to run around a field, you know, like that, for, for you know, for, for, for a game in, in a League of Ireland Premier Division, I think he's quality. Um, but you're just hoping now to get that little bit of, you know, bit between his teeth now. Hopefully get a game on Sligo on Saturday night. And players like that are going to be needed. They're going to be vital. Absolutely vital. Yeah. Especially when Pat Hoobin's not playing. Yeah, but I think even him working with players like Keith Ward and Pat Hooban, like you can see that there, there's the photograph that was taken of both Hooban and, and, and O'Kane on Friday night. Like mm. you can see that they're starting to, um, they're starting to, like, the, there looks to be that kind of like not mentoring, but there seems to be the kind of like that relationship. You yeah. tell us what you really think, Sally. And uh, it's, it's just, <laughs> but, but that's important. And then you've yeah. got Keith Ward, who's probably one of the most technically gifted players in the league. And he's also playing alongside. Then you have the intelligence of a player like Robbie Benson. Like, like, mm-hmm. but, but Ryan was starting to do things today that I kind of notice it now because I kind of had a little bit more focus on the game. He's starting to do things that what Keith Ward likes to do. Those little defense spinning passes, those sharp turns, things like that that set Keith Ward apart is what Ryan's trying to, it seems to be rubbing off on him. And he's like, he's training with these lads every week. And like, how is he not improving as a player? But I think, um, he was going to um, 
is it Michael Cooney, Fred, Fred's functional fitness, not plugging yeah. him or anything, but Ryan has been going to him in the off season and that's where that strength and conditioning has come in. But it, like you can see now that he's like, he is starting to bulk up that little bit. He's filling the jersey a bit more than he did at the start yeah. anyway. Yeah, look, and Kieran, I suppose another another person who's, you know, we're talking about taking chances and, and you know, John Martin did get that big chance at the start of the season with who'd been out injured. It probably just for one reason or another, it just didn't work. And and we were talking about it only on um, Friday, Gally, when we, we mentioned that, you know, yeah. just too many injuries all at once, probably all yeah. kind of mounted up and it, you, we weren't able to give John Martin a fair service. But he's definitely a player, Kieran, who relishes on getting an opportunity. And he's kind of one of them form players. Like if he gets one, he could get two, three. And that that yeah. proved to be the, the thing today. I, I You know, I, I ended up in Weaver's Park today and Paul Crowley was on co-coms. And he said to me before the match, he says, John Martin, watch. He's one of those players. He'll get another one now because he's got one. Yeah. And then when we when we looked at the goal at halftime, he said that's only because he's already scored one. Now he just he happens to be in the right place at the right time yeah. now. Yeah. And like, there's something fortuitous you could say about the goal, Kieran. But you got to be in the right place, haven't you? Well, it wasn't I, I, fortuitous, yes. But he peeled off his defender first of all. He he kind of guided. He kind of knew where the guide of uh, the fight of the ball was going to be, so he knew he had to be in that position. Which was a good intelligence for him in that regard. That he was, he knew that the fly the ball was coming to the back post. He knew he needed to be there in order to to get some sort of connection up. But you're right. Like the goal that came on Friday night was massive, not only for him but for the team. Like he, like I know the Twitter account for the dog had it up today. Like John Martin, town legend. That's brilliant for him, yeah. and that's brilliant for us yeah. because. We have to remember he's not an out and out striker. When he was down at yeah. water, he was kind of like an inside. He was kind of like an inside right. That like he was, he loved that cutting in onto his right foot and hitting these absolutely fantastic strikes. And he did so against Dundalk in a, I think it was during Filippo Giovinoli's um, time. It was in between all the Europa League games we played on a Sunday. I think Peter Cherry was in goal. He was he was unplayable that day. Like, but that's as you said, it's a confidence thing with him. That if, but he's also you can see that some players are starting to come back into the side, and because of that, he's starting to play with the more, as we said, a more structured eleven. And because mm -hmm. he's working within that paradigm now, that's going to suit him because it's not as if this player's not going to really give me the kind of service because he's like Robbie Benson's playing at left. But you know, you, mm -hmm. you understand where I'm coming from. There's right players in the right positions, and that's only going to lead to hopefully a bit more fluidity when the side and. Look, I love Pat. Everybody loves him. But I think we need to start facing the reality that, not harping on back to the Stephen Kenny year, but there was goals coming from other places during mm -hmm. that season. Like, you had, you had other players coming. Like, there was, a, there was a perfectly good goal disallowed today. I have no idea why it was disallowed by the referee. So, I think in, in a lot of respects, we need to start looking at how other players are going to contribute to the goals and not just Pat Owen. Yeah. Gally, look, we're not saying we're we're massive influence, but maybe when you were giving out that uh, all our corners were being overhit in shells only uh, two matches ago, clearly Skip's been working on them ever since. Uh, it's nice <laughs> to see one finally work because it, you know, that used to be a, a, a massive thing in our arsenal that we could, you know, 
from set pieces in particular corners. Um, I know Kieran just mentioned here about the, the Kenny era, but we were used to be lethal at corner kicks that we, you know, center halves were up and scoring goals. It's yeah. great to finally get one again, isn't it? Yeah, like, and we we kind of spoke, even I'm thinking back straight away to the Shelburne game where we had Davis just, it was just cross after cross to nowhere, to nothing. Yeah. And in fairness, Davis actually had a really good game today. I thought the sun was crossing, but oh, it was actually, actually really, good, really decent today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, you know, it's nice to just have that little outlet again. Like, we we, we are probably, look, as Kieran said, you don't want to go back to the Kenny era, but you're probably, when you've got Darren Meenan, who, you know, regular on this show commented, and he, he was crossing in balls. We don't have that type of player at the minute. You know, yeah. you're hoping the likes of Ryan O'Kane, Tullock for me isn't that type of player. Um, he's just an out and out winger, you know, c- can do damage with his pace and running the players. But we haven't had it for a while. It's nice just to have that option because then you're not heavily reliant on right. Let's get Pat in, but on front of the, the first night and a half, get him to drop in for the ball. You can use that as an outlet because there's no point in having him there doing that. No. If the ball will be whipped in then when he's on the second run. Um, but it's just nice to have something a little bit different. So, you know, like Kieran was saying, we, we can have years ago, we had. For, I don't know how many assists and goals came from the wing, but there was a, a massive spread. A massive, like I think, I think Darren Mean at the record, like 43 assists in a season in the league's yeah, you know, campaign. And mental, it's just that's a stupid stat. Like it's yeah, crazy. James, I think James Rogers came up with it, like he was like from corners and from opportunity, yeah. like you know, from crosses. Like he just, it was, I would think it was during the 2015 season. He yeah. was just unplayable. Yeah, absolutely cr- crazy. And like, it's not that players can't, it's not that we don't have players to do it. It's just, they're just not that way inclined at the minute, but it's just nice to have that outlet. Where, so we're not, like, not, at the risk of repeating myself, we're not heavily reliant then on Pat to drop deep when he is playing. Again, like John had said there, Flannel said, you know, it's not, that we're not, comp- we probably do it in our own heads. When Pat's yeah. now playing, we obviously write who's going to come in and fill the shoes. Nobody, there's not a player that's going to come in and fill those boots. But John's come in last two last two games in particular. He's been excellent, and in fairness to him, he had an excellent season last year when he did come in. He just, you know, just probably hasn't got going this season. And you're hoping for himself, O'Kane, um, even you know Williams getting the game tonight. Archie Davis, he thought was very good. I was critical of him at the start of the season. Um, you know, I hate to use the cliche kickstart the season. It's not a kickstart the season because we're into well into our second round of games. Yeah. But you, you need to be you need to carry that momentum now. Albeit it's a poor performance. From everybody on the field, it's not a poor performance, it's a poor game. You're yeah. hoping you can carry that in there, right? We're two and a lot, we haven't conceded. We won on Friday night, we're going to carry it to uh, Sligo on Saturday, and and that, that's all you can really ask. So just take it game by game and not think too far ahead because you know, also, like, go on, sorry, go ahead, just finish your point. No, I was just going to say, like, we, were, we, we brought up the table the two or three weeks ago, or two games ago, and we were eight, and we were a bad eight. Yeah. And, and I was saying that bows have really set the cat amongst the pigeons because. They've taken a spot that wouldn't normally be there for them. And it's, it means we're pushed down. We're moving our way down because it's a team that's not expected. But now to after the day, we're up to fourth, I think. I haven't checked the table, but I think we're up to fourth. So be there later on, don't you worry. You know, it's a, it's a couple of... Uh, this is a plug for later. Um, <laughs> it's, it's a couple of games and that's how it changes for you. You know, and you're just hoping that you, you go out now and just carry that momentum for the next couple of matches. And, you know, again, like, like Kieran had mentioned, it's so frustrating with the injuries, you know. And yeah. You almost forget. I mean, we said before we forgot Paul Doyle played for us. You know, we we, we hadn't seen him at the start. He's Louis Ainsley as well. I thought he did an excellent couple of games at the start. Players like that, Flano had said, Andy Boyle. You know, these are players you, you need if you're going to try and do anything in League of Ireland. You need your top players fit and ready to go. We haven't even mentioned Robbie Benson tonight. Comes off the field. Either Kieran, how long did he get in the pitch? A minute. Uh, he would have been in a for about 70, 75 minutes before he came Crazy. off. And- 
but funny enough, I was talking to uh, Sam Bone was there today. And mm. he's over the weekend and um he says he's you know he's he's just uh, picking up stuff the the last remnants before he moves back over to Maidstone and he even said look at that looks that doesn't look great it looks like he might have come off injured so that's something we're going to have to uh, kind of factor in but you're just talking there uh, Gally about just even our midfield like a player who today really impressed me by not doing an off I'm not saying not doing an off lot but he did like the the, the good things right and that was Alfie Lewis. Like, Alfie yeah. Lewis is kind of floating under the radar at the moment. He's getting the job done. He's doing a lot of things. So could you imagine at the moment if we had the likes of Alfie Lewis, Paul Doyle, Greg Slogan, and Robbie Benson as a midfield quartet that we're able to choose from? I mean, that's frightening. It's frightening for any uh, any opposition team, never mind us. And then you have our wingers and things. So, like, at this moment in time, you've got Robbie Benson, who's 50-50. Greg Slogan, I don't know how long he's going to be out for. And also, you know, and then you've Daniel Kelly and like and Paul Doyle's working his way back into the midfield. Like, you know, we're, we're, we're still not at full capacity. I know we're one series into games, but we're at May and we still haven't played what I feel to be our yeah. strongest and our best 11 this season mm-hmm. because of the way things have factored out. And that's the most disappointing thing because you're looking at Bows. Bows have been settled. They've got a really settled 11. Declan Levine has them playing a really good brand of football. And it's worked out really well. But they've gotten that rub of the green. Dundalk have great players at their disposal. But they haven't gotten the rub of the green due to injuries. And that's yeah. what's the most frustrating thing. It's so inconsistent. It's inconsistency is the biggest flaw on us right now. I suppose someone who's who's also a little inconsistent at the moment um, seems to be Tullock. He, in and out of games, he's... I felt for him today because at the end of the first half there, he kind of does his normal little jinx galley to get into a position and, and then he's kind of leaning back and it kind of goes fully askew. When you put that then on the other side, Ryan O'Kane was, came out of the team for a while and then came back in and, and his form has obviously increased. Um, what what do you make of Tullock at the moment? Is it a thing of if we had other options at the moment, perhaps Skip might give him a break? Yeah, I think if if Dan Kelly and Ryan O'Kane are firing, are fit and firing all cylinders, I, for me, they'd start. Hmm. But for me, there's a bit more beef about Tullock. Tullock's a bit more of a... He's almost like John Martin. He's that kind of... He's, he's, he'd be a bit of a no-nonsense kind of winger if there is such a thing. But like Colin had, Colin had said there... He's in serious, and we mentioned last week or the week before. We there was a couple of tweets out if he's a one-trick pony. There's that wee bit of worry about him that he could be found out. I said it Friday night. He'd I be think found we were saying full it was probably it's probably his age more than anything, though, isn't it? Yeah, like oh, absolutely. Yeah, what age? As well, like, I, th- I think he's only about we know? twenty-one. Oh, he's about fifteen. He's him right okay. <laughs> he's only yeah, he's young. Like I mean, I don't even know how many games. I don't even know if he was on loan before from West Brom. He, he's young and inexperienced. I mean, there's no better league that it'll either galvanise him as a footballer or put him off playing football, League of Ireland, because it's tough. I mean, it's, you know, pitches, defenders. But He's my, 22, my, guys. 22. Yeah, so, yeah, even at yeah, 22. Not I mean, off, but... no, no, absolutely not. No, but, I mean, he's come in. He's definitely hit the ground running. But, yeah, the worry for me is, is that full-backs will, will find him out very quick. Like, you know, Andrew Quinn had a tough time against him against Shelburne. But the only thing that Andrew Quinn was lacking against Shelburne was more pace. If he was quicker, Tullock probably doesn't get the opportunity he got. Um, but I just think he needs to... 
the thing about Tullock, he's very, very quick at running at you. The problem is that if you can keep up with him, I think he's very susceptible. He's very easy to take the ball off. The, 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 what we need to get with him, and it, it goes back to Kieran's point about the midfield. If Alfie Lewis is on it, Greg Sloggett, Mali for me would still start. He needs to get yeah. a bit more stuck into the game. He needs to find a proper pair of Theodore, Roy Keane boots there to get himself stuck into a match. But Tullock needs to be played in behind the fullback. He needs to get in on in on that wing. Because when he did get in... The like a like goal. Exactly, yeah. I mean, that's what's it. needed. Because I feel if he runs at a player with a ball, he does the same thing over and over and over again. The one time he cut in against Shelburne, he scored. Now, mm-hmm. the circumstances, the way the defenders moved, allow him to do that. But that's the only danger with him. I'd like to see if, if Dickie Kelly's back. I'd like to see. I'd like to even see John Martin go back out onto the right, and Rhino Kane get the left for that, just to see. And because if you think about it from a, just a a normal point of view, if you're a centre half or you're or you're a right back or full back, and you're playing against Rhino Kane for we'd say seventy minutes, and then you have to deal with Tullock coming off the bench, you're going to absolutely be hockey at it. Like Tullock yeah. will have the legs to run past you every single time. So you know. The danger with him is that he got, it becomes very obvious to, to Mark. Yeah. But I don't think, like we said the same about, um, who do we, oh, can't even think of his name, his name's gone blank. We said the same he about, um, yeah, we said the same about him before, that, you know, when he came in, they kind of hit a whirlwind, they kind of really got going. Tullock had a really good start of the season. Yeah. But he's, he's, he's not, he's, he's not playing well enough to start. Yeah, he's not playing well enough to get into the lineup every week. And I think mm. I said that about three podcasts ago. But the circumstances of injuries will allow it. I still say give John Martin back on the right with, with Pat Hoover in the middle. But again, this game didn't dictate that. Obviously, Stephen O'Donnell yeah. had it set up for UCD in particular. But I'd like to see that him maybe get come off the bench against a maybe against a Sligo Rovers at the weekend and see what he's like. He kind of almost flip flop between Martin and Tullock at the very start. There's flip flop between striker and, and winger at the start of the match. But I think he could possibly need a bit of a, not a spell on the bench, but maybe a game to come off the bench, watch the game and see what he can do with the fullbacks. Because I think the more he starts the match, uh, I think fullbacks are going to find him out very quickly. Whereas Rhino Kane, you don't get that because Rhino Kane can go either direction. He can play inside as well. Dickie Kelly's the same. But Tullock, I think he's a much better player than what he's shown. You know, to sum up the original question, he's a much better player than what he's shown, but he's not, I don't know what, what the best way to put it. A one-trick pony's harsh. I don't want them yeah. to use that phrase. I think it's a bit harsh on him. But for me, as a fullback, you know, John Flanagan played fullback. He would know. Like if you if you can get up, if you can get a, what a player's going to do before the game starts. The game's over. It's, it's half done before you start. So and that yeah yeah, yeah his 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 turn of pace is excellent, but he just doesn't have that mental attitude that Rhino Kane would have. For me, Rhino Kane's a much stronger player mentally that he knows he can go either way on a defender. Whereas Tullock, I think, lacks that little bit of mental discipline to probably take a player on properly either side and I would just give him for me you now I would give him if Pat Huben's fit and John Martin's fit I would have O'Kane Huben Martin for the Sligo game and give Tullock a run from the bench and see how it goes Kieran, just, just before though just just Sorry. just to be fair to, to Tullock as well like I, I, I just checked out like this is only his third ever loan yeah. and he's played more senior games with us than anyone else so he was yeah. with Doncaster previously only played two games. Rochdale only played seven games, and you know he's played seven with us now and scored and scored. Was he got four goals already this year? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I just kind of on what Gally's saying there. Like when you're comparing Ryan O'Kane to Rayhan Tullock, 
in terms of experience, it's light and day. Rehan has gone from under 23 football, as a lot of people know over there, it's non-competitive. It's you're playing with your pals. You're playing with, you know, yeah. oh, I know him from when I had trials at, you know, West Brom and I know him for the, and it's, and it's, there's no intensity there's no it's where you learn certain particular coaching tactics and and styles of plays and phases of play whereas Rayan now is coming into a very experienced league of ireland's um setup where i know that some people will will disagree with me on this but i think in the past probably we're, we're looking at the past 10 years there's been a quantum leap in how Players have prepared tactics like um, strength and conditioning, diets, all of that has completely uh, changed in the last 10 years. I remember interviewing Danny Lafferty last year and he said before he went away, like it was literally a case of 1 to 11, go out and play. There was no yeah. talk of, of set pieces, tactics, phase or anything like that. Whereas that's now all part of the game because it's completely improved significantly. I think mm -hmm. Rayhan, I think you're a little bit right. He's... I'm not saying that he's naive, but I'm saying that he has a lot of ability, but he's lacking that experience. And I think, but when you look at Ryan O'Kane, Ryan O'Kane knows nothing but senior football. Yeah. Because he's been playing it for, uh, even at his young age, he's been playing senior football at, a at that level for such a long time. So he knows what's expected. He's got experience at the league. He knows his opposition players. I don't think Rayhan knows that as yet. I think he'll have a much better understanding now that he's gotten the first league kind of series of games underneath his belt. I don't think he's a one-trick pony. I just think that he's lacking that little bit of... I think he, I think you're right. I think he needs to observe a little bit more and see exactly what's expected of him. And then, then he might be able to... His decision-making needs to improve. But that's only going to come... He's 22 years of age. We can't be writing him off. Like, there are yeah. clubs in England looking at him. There's clubs, like, very, very interested in him. Yeah. I think so you can see something quality, there, though, Kieran. You, you know? can definitely see something in that, mm. in that player. Like, he, yeah. there's, there's without a doubt. And it's it's about us as a club maximising his strengths out of it, isn't it? Like, yeah. if he has these, you know, working with senior players for a full season or as long as we can we can have him, he will improve as a player. And, he, and he'll yeah. be looking at the decisions that... Um, Gally, like you just meant, you know, Dickie Kelly does or Ryan O'Kane does. And then you'll kind of think, well, you know, next time I'm in that position, that's what I should do. Or, you know, you know, learning, learning these extra trades. I think you're right. I think he, his excellent skill to get himself into really, really smart positions. It's just having this extra know-how in that split second to think, oh, if I do something different now, I've got a defender second guessing what I'm going to do. Um, we, we talked about a galley on, on Friday against Drogheda. He just tried to go physical against one of Drogheda's most physical defenders yeah. instead of, you know, like we said, trying to create space for somebody else maybe to, mm -hmm. to come in. Um, look, to, to go back to the game, lads, before we go way off track down, down, a, down a Tullock hole. Uh, <laughs> like, Pardon the pun. Exactly. It, two two big chances, Galley as well for um, UCD in this game because it's only one 0 It's a dangerous lead to have. Um, on the hour mark, there's the one where um, uh, Norris shoots and it's saved, but you know, um, Chef kind of pushes it back into the middle. Thankfully, there's nobody coming in too quickly that he's able to get on it at the second attempt. 
And then, of course, there's there's the dial chance at the end that, you know, hits a player on the ground and he's unlucky not to curl it in. When I seen the, the, the tweets coming up, you know, saying there's a chance, I thought this is this is the Bulls results from Friday all over again, isn't it? You yeah, know? and if and even just even just aside from the two chances, there was actually a ball. I, I don't know if it was before the, the, the last chance or was it was yeah. after we had scored. It was played right across the right across the diagonal on the box. And if anybody had him streaming in full back, right wing or they had a, they had a, they probably had half the net to shoot because Sheps hadn't got across. But there was nobody there, and that's always the danger. I think it might have been at one nil because I remember thinking this is going to be one of those games, and I wouldn't have taken that if we were two 0 up. Um, but yeah, look, they've had, you know, although they've had uh, probably in the fairness to UCD, they probably had more of the ball in the first half. But chances, it was just that kind of game. They, they didn't really create much. I mean, the, the save you've mentioned with Sheps, I wouldn't say it's standard, but I mean, you'll get you'll always get you know half pot chances like that in a game of football where the keeper can spill not spill it, but I mean pass it back in, but. That's the difference with UCD and a real top team. You know, if you're playing the likes of maybe Bowes on the run that they're on, or not so much Derry tonight, but Rovers, even Sligo, you know, you, you're going to get someone to come in and top you there and punish you for that. But, you know, they, they create enough to probably score, probably in the first half, you know, possession-wise. But like like keep saying, there's no point in having the ball if you're not going to do anything with it. You know, possession can be... You know, it's great to have the ball all the time. You're, you're controlling the game. But, you know, they've controlled it. They definitely controlled it early on. But... The chance they have for me, the, the biggest chance they had was the one that actually went across the box that there was nobody on. They'll actually kick themselves yeah. for that because I think that would have made it one all in about the 88, maybe something like that. Um, and that could have that you know, you're not going to get Rhino King doesn't get probably doesn't get his chance then, yeah. Um, but the same, I can't remember the sub that came on, um, but he was a nuisance, played left kind of left forward. I can't remember his name, I just can't remember the pronunciation of it, but he was a nuisance for the first couple of minutes he was on, like he could have really yeah. done some damage, um. But yeah, the, the half chance that that, that I think Keon had mentioned earlier, you're not getting the rub of the green. We we'll probably that little chance probably is the little bit of the rub of the green that we got of the whole game, because we we've had a goal chalked off for offside earlier on. I look, I I don't know if it's interfering with the goalkeeper. I'm not really sure what it's for. It's for offside. I don't know how because he was. Yeah, going, I mean, for me, it's a. That really frustrated me because yeah, like a VAR's on it. It's probably you know rescinded. It's probably given, but. Look, I don't think there's a lot in it. I mean, look, we can talk about the refs, but I don't think there's a lot in it for an offside. I mean, it's not like he's he's touched the ball into the net. The keeper probably wouldn't have got there anyway. But look, that um, but their their chance that the the rub of the green we are getting is that little yeah. that shot. I think it's Doyle. You said Chris was it? Yeah. Um, you know that on another day it probably goes into the back, and then if he puts it anywhere else, it's probably in. But that's the wee rub of the green. If we're going to get any, that's probably going to get it. There we go. Yeah. Um. You know, that's probably a nice little bonus that we got that we were able to keep that clean sheet. And if that goes in, look, it probably, you know, it's going to change the outcome because then O'Kane doesn't get his chance in the row. But yeah, look, if you, if they're the only chance you're giving up in the game, we're, we're doing all right. You know, I don't think UCD merited really much from it. I mean, they've probably, had, like I said, they've been more the ball in the first half. But apart from that, it's been one of those games that we've had decent chances and we've taken them. And, you know, there's you know, a football as from a football perspective, there's not a lot in the game. Mm-hmm. You know, Kieran Kieran was at the game, so you know it could be completely different from being a spectator at the match. But look at the, we give them chances every week at the teams. You know, if, if we're going to get that little bit of rub of the green like Archie Davis got, I think you, I, I think you've nailed it on the head. We I think we needed that win, if that makes sense. Like we got the 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 90 minute winner on, on Friday night, which was just brilliant because it was a big confidence boost and it was in a derby and stuff like that. Yes. And 
um, I don't know who put it up on Twitter. It was like, the mark of a good team is scoring in the 90th minute, but the mark of a bad team is the two goals that we could, that we that we gave away on Friday yeah. night. But in this instance, um, apart from those couple of opportunities where defensively we should have controlled the situation an awful lot better, not allowing UCD to press as high as they did at that stage of the game. It was a case of just seeing the game out and we almost gifted them a goal, you know, through hesitancy. And it'll be a big, as John just put it there, it was a big confidence boost that they got the clean sheet. But yeah. once again, we score in the 90 plus minutes, which shows that we're still going to be meriting one last chance and we're going to have to take it, which I think is another mark of this site that we need to kind of really work on is that we need to really, really push the variable because you can see that there have been a couple of games where we've been extremely frustrated and by 85 minutes, you know, you're 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 blowing your cheeks out and going, oh, let's just get to the to 90 minutes. But John, I think you're right as well. We have to we have to be honest with with the situation as well. UCD where um if they had gotten something from the game, I would have been extremely disappointed because I don't think they really kind of put through us at any stage. I think John's point was before that though, Kieran, as well was. But there wasn't much else. Yeah, but the unfortunate thing is, the two big chances that UCD had were probably errors that we had and and presented opportunities. Like it was the same against Drogheda on Friday, and and they Mm. took those chances and nearly got you know full point or you know probably got a point back in the game if it wasn't for a late winner. I think you know you look at that and you look at Darmine's comments tonight as well. You know, it's it's all about. You know, there sometimes teams are running through us in the middle. You know, we're, we're making errors. We're not doing the simple things. Mm. How do we? How do we turn that around? Paul Doyle. <laughs> I think Paul Doyle is just that. I, I'm. 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 I'm just going to be quite honest. He. He yeah. is the closest thing that we get to a fella that I want to put a black cape over his head and gift wrap him back to Oriel Park from Belfast and his name is Chris Shields you know I don't think we can do that somehow you know but I think they used to do that sort of kidnapping in Belfast all the time though <laughs> yeah Fl- um, Flano, Flano's right and it's, 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 yeah. that's exactly Slogger like Slogger or Doyle I remember Schlager yeah. when he first signed. We didn't. I thought this mightn't just this mightn't work at all. I mean, he's a fantastic footballer. And then he had that year with himself and Stanton, you know, for mm-hmm. under Filippo and that. And you kind of didn't know where he was going to play. But for the last eighteen months, you know, he's been probably the most key. I know we talk about Robbie Benson coming back in, but for me, Schlager's been absolutely outstanding. I mean, a player like that's missing. It's massive. Like no matter who you have coming in, I mean, he's not not on the Chris Shield levels, but I mean, like he's a massive, massive player. I remember. Um, um, the Derry City match, um, the they were they were talking about Slogan pre-game, and it was like, and they said, oh, Slogan was very was excellent for UCD, and he was great for us, but he's lost his way since he went to Dundalk, and I nearly like punched the TV yeah. because I was mm-hmm. kind of going, where does this commentator think he's going? And and it was the point that I actually even texted Greg later on that evening and said it to him. I said, did you hear what the co- and he said, Jim, yeah, my mother texted me that I'm flabbergasted. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> like it was It was, he, 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 he himself has also plays, if I'm not mistaken, under three managers. He's played under Vinny, he's played under Filippo, now he's played under Stevie. Yeah. And he had an okay start under Vinny. Like, he, was, he wasn't anything exceptional. But I think Stephen has, has instilled an awful lot of confidence in him 
And yeah. I have no problem in saying this. European football really suits him as well. Like you can Absolutely, see yeah. in those European games, he was absolutely he, he he was relishing the opportunity of playing in those games. Um, especially when he went all Samson and cut his hair. But like yeah, <laughs> but in saying but in saying that, like he's just uh, uh, the fact that people are even questioning him at this stage is, was ridiculous. But yeah. he's he's the linchpin of the side. Him and Doyle are are two players that are definitely options that we need. Yeah. Right, Kieran, we better give him his moment. Gally, talk us through the second goal. Lurking, lurking, go. lurking. Go for it. I'm going to sit We've been waiting. We, we've seen Ryan O'Kane score some fantastic. Like, I mean, he, he scored some really good goals. And look, the one the one last Friday's excellent as well. Cracking one. I mean, the pace, the tone of pace against the fullback. I don't know if it was a fullback or centre half, actually. I'm thinking. But to, he runs like, in between two of them. Yeah. Yeah. Like, to, tonight wow. is just. Iceland, like he's had a fantastic game, regardless of the goal, he's had a fantastic game. His work rate was savage. Um, you know, but for the strike alone, like I can't remember who's giving him the ball, but his little cutting on to the right, that's exactly what we're looking for. And it, he's probably there's not like I, I and I keep I, I don't want to keep comparing him to, to Keith Ward, but only him and Keith Ward could probably score that. I mean, I think there's a bit of you know, Mali is a, Mali can definitely get a when Mali if he not not say if he turned up, but Mali could be top class if he like. So I think somebody had tweeted about him playing in slippers, and that's exactly what Mali's problem is. <laughs> but um, for me, it's it's a it's a cracking strike. I mean, there's nothing, there's nothing really, there's nothing else you can really say about it. It's 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 a it's a strike that's pro he's probably badly needed that goal. Whatever about Friday night in the derby, <clears throat> a strike like that has all it, it just goes to show what potential this fella has. You know, he's not just quick, pacey, you know, athletic. He can absolutely ping a ball. I mean, come on to his right and do that. It's just top class, top class. The light, like the lighted for him. You can, like, even the, well, I don't know what you call him. Do you call him commentators? Kaboshed and Ukta Rocha there from D4 in Dublin. Um, but to me, to me, even they were kind of shouting down the line. Even they were shouting down the microphone. It was an absolute. Except oh, oh, not past the watershed yet, so that's we care. Yeah, an absolute ton of goal, fantastic, like real, real quality. And the build up was nice. I can't, I just can't remember who passed him. Somebody might have to remember, remind me, but take it out from your feet. And he could have passed it, there was a pass on, he could have easily passed it, you know, tried a little, uh, a little side pass in, but he took it on. Doesn't, you know, doesn't matter where the keeper is in the net, he's hit it that far into the into the stanch. It's top class, like delighted for him, delighted for. Like we met his dad at the at the, we done the live show at the end of the season last year, Chris, mm -hmm. for the sports awards, and we spoke to Tony as well, the grandfather, and delighted for them. I could, I could only imagine the the roars that went up. I don't know if they were at the game themselves, but I can only imagine the roars up when he pinged it in. And yeah, delighted, absolutely. There we go, Alfie Lewis, thanks, Patsy. Um, but yeah, top class, top class, delighted. Like, you know, I I, I messaged in, I messaged in that I, I I won't say what I put into the group chat that we have, but like straight away, like it was just. Pandemonium, cracking, cracking. I, like, I'm only thinking, I'm, I'm probably only sick that it wasn't a 90, it was only, it wasn't nil-nil and it was a, a one-nil win, but they get yeah. the winner. But yeah, look, top class, delighted from, delighted. I think... Hearing that, two, two, two for him as well. Sorry. No, I think it's just the you know. confidence that he has at the moment mm -hmm. that he's he's taken those kind of, taking those kind of shots on because that requires a particular set of, you know, it takes bravery. And it takes that little bit of intelligence, and that's exactly what he has. Like he, he 
he kind of gave a bit of a warning shot earlier on in the game where he had, he had an opportunity that just went over. Like he could have scored two goals of the season or goals in a month, you know, in, yeah. in one game. Like I'm, I'm, I'm laughing at, at Gavin putting up the thing of you know, oh here's May goal of the month and it's only the first of May, you know, it's going to yeah. take an awful lot to to kind of um, to beat it, but but that that'll resonate now through the team, through the side now, and that'll just show that there's if if you have to take your opportunities like Rayhan Tullock took one against Shells, and he just saw that wee bit of a gap in an opening took it. John Martin there on Friday, Rhino came today. Let's hope there's just something clicking, really, really, just something clicking at the moment. It's, uh, you know, I, I, I don't want to go back to it like the phrase "rub the green" because I don't want to sound like a complete cliche. But we, we've just been lacking that bit of luck, and I think yeah. we're starting to get a wee bit of it now. And the, you know, the first season, the first series of games were quite difficult at times. Let's just hope that the second season, uh, second series, might be a little bit easier. And also, just to add, to have these shots outside the box as well, because we, we, we said a few, we said it before, they were in danger of playing too much football. Like they were yeah. trying to go, yeah. trying to pass the thing to death. You know, let, yeah. Let's, if, you, if an opportunity presents itself, let's take it on. You know, let's, like, I'd like to know, like, uh, Pat Huben's obviously in the box. I don't have many scores from outside the box, but when you've got players like that behind them, so they can facilitate that type of shot, I'm all for it. Like, you know, obviously, you don't want to. If it's early on in the game and you're and you're cruising, if the pass is on, take it. But you know, it's nice to have that kind of goal from outside the box because it's, it's not, we don't get the amount of screamers that we used to. You know, it's all kind of you know labour and kind of you know pass your way in and around the defenders. And look, that's great. It has its time, but you also need right. Let's get the ball down and try and ping it into the top corner. It's also though, Gally. You know, another defender coming up against Ryan now is going to yeah. think like, is he going to try and drop his shoulder and cut this, get to the byline and cut it back in now, or is he going to take me on? Is he going to shoot early? You know, yeah. you're you're going to be second guessing when he approaches you each and every time now. So like, even to have that yeah. in his locker now, he's he's not as predictable as you know. Like we were talking about Tullock earlier, kind of maybe that's part of his issue at the moment that he's just he's a little too predictable towards Ryan. Mm-hmm. Is just shown like past two games, two completely different types of goals. And, um, you know, so he's adding, adding these extra layers to his game as he goes and, and you know, and to put goal scoring in there now is even better. Yeah. And like we all, I remember we said years ago, um, it was, we had the likes of, you know, well patching. I know he didn't do it for us as much, but the likes of um, Patrick McElhenney, hmm. Mickey Duffy, they went, it wasn't a score of goals, it was a score of cracking goals, and that's and that's what we, we want to get from Ryan O'Kane as well. We'd like to get that in the line, yeah, for the play and his passing ability, his defensive work can be very good as well because he's so fit. But mm-hmm. it's that quality of goal, if you can get a few of them out of him every couple of weeks, that's that's all you can ask. Or, like, I mean, we don't want to keep comparing to other people that have gone before him, but to have that little bit of that, that little bit of nose, that little bit of say, right. I'm not afraid to get this. The key on said, I'm not afraid. I got this confidence. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to take it on, you know, and a t- tight enough game at the time, only one nil. So, you know, you're in danger of putting the ball into the trees and then going to back down the field. But he's absolutely leathered it and hit it perfect. And that's, you know, that's exactly what we're looking for. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I suppose, Kieran, we'll, we'll come to it now. This is, this is somewhat of a landslide. I'm not going to lie to you on the old comments tonight, but for yourself, for, for the, um, for the man in the match competition, this is just uh, anyone who hasn't come in yet. This is their last chance just to be in as part of it. Kieran, your man of the match tonight. Uh, man of the match for an all round very good performance and to top it off with a cracking goal, um, Mister Evan. Sorry, Ryan O'Kane. <laughs> <laughs> Gally. 
Yeah, I don't need to be. I didn't beat about the bush on Friday night either. I was straight in with Pat Hoobin, but yeah, Rhino Kane. I mean, there isn't really any. Could you argue maybe Archie Davis, maybe John Martin? No, I, I don't think so. I don't think there's any real. I mean, even without the goal, look, Rhino Kane all day. It's been a long time since we've given Rhino Kane a pizza. We were giving him consistently for a couple of weeks last season. It's a long time since we've given it an award for pizza for Rhino Kane. So that's, I think that's the, can't be the first one of the season. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, Rhino Kane all day, twice on Saturdays. <laughs> that gets me out of a whole concern. I didn't see the game to have to pick somebody. So I'm only too <laughs> delighted about that. Uh, yeah, so that's Rhino Kane's first uh, man of the match win of the season for ourselves. So congratulations to John O'Connor there. He's a random Pick if we were really thinking now, we should have given out a spice bag. Going by the car, oh, we probably should have. Oh, the two yeah. lads. should have asked Vinny for a spice bag. <laughs> um, and thanks Hello, as John. always to Tony's Pizzeria for their continued support for our man of the match competition. Um, so I seen bits and pieces of the Sligo match earlier. You know, Max Mata with another header at the back post. Yeah. Kieran, it's it's never easy traveling over there anyway, but you know, because it's also going to be a Saturday game, so we're going to know, you know, result. what results are going to be already in. We're going to know what's needed off us, whether do we need three points just to, to, to stay in the pace or, or what way that goes. What way do you see that going? And what what do you think? You know, do you think we'll have more changes from Skip again? Bear in mind it looked like he has rested one or two tonight and he's and he's come away with the three points, so it's ideal for him. First thing is we, he needs to see where Robbie Benson is is heading. Mm-hmm. That'll be the first kind of uh, concern that he'll have um come tomorrow. The the only saving grace is that the game's not on Friday, it's on it's on Saturday, which gives him that kind of just that extra day for preparation. Um I think he'll have to definitely look into the in, in maybe into the squad and see. But the, as I as I did mention at the beginning of this game, you know Stephen will pick the side that he feels is best to counteract what exactly what kind of uh, Sligo Rover side that they're looking into. And Sligo Rovers will feel very very aggrieved that they they didn't leave Tala with something the other night, and now they've got a result against Impats, which was a huge huge win for them. So. You know this this Sligo side are kind of flattering to deceive a little bit. Yeah. Um, I I think they're a very very good technically good side. Like uh, they were in absolutely no doubt they were worthy winners at the time that they came to play us in in Oriel Park a couple of weeks ago. So, um, spoke to Greg Bulger after it and he said, yeah, we did enough to get the win. Like there was no question of it. So, uh, all in all, um, I think we we're in for a tough night. But like. I remember going to Sligo years ago and be like, oh yeah, you know, this is going to be a good game. Right. We'll get the like, I, I don't feel that way now. You know, Sligo under John Russell have really, he, he's, he really understands what it, like, I'm, as we have to remember, Sligo for a long time were bringing in kind of managers from outside the league and um, some of them worked and some of them didn't work. I think John knows the league. He knows that he knows exactly what's expected and he assigned players to reflect that, but they've kind of ventured a little bit out of the, the conventional transfer market and have brought in players like Max Mata and Nico mm-hmm. Cranchard, who are just absolutely fantastic players. And I mean, they're 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 uh, they're to but there could be a, a real surprise package for the European places this year. It wouldn't shock me. And you can see only see their performances last year in Europe; they were absolutely brilliant. So, all in all, 
um, it's going to be a very, very tough night. But I think Stephen will have to be very tactically astute. And this could be the game in which you'd have to look at the likes of bringing in Paul Doyle to complement Alfie Lewis in midfield to kind of make sure that that back four is, is very well uh, shored up. And then Hayden Muller, as you said, I know that he's, he's, he's currently got the slippers. He might need to put on the Puma Kings at this stage. And, uh, we are looking at, but if it's a case that Pat Hoban's fully fit, John Martin, get him on the wing, get him to cut inside, give him that, give him that creative mm-hmm. outlet. It could really, really work well. And I think it might bring some more balance to the side. Yeah, Gary, look, we, we waxed lyrical last year, you know, about Aidan Keena and his goal-scoring prowess. Yes. Somehow they've managed to just replace it with Max Mata. You know, it's it, it's amazing find and, 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 and great player, for them, I suppose, for them to have. But it's a big, big test against us. And we've been talking about our back line kind of being stuck together at times. You know, this is, this is going to be a, a real major test, a player of, of, of his prowess. Yeah, and his goal, I still remember his goal in Orion uh, a couple of weeks ago. Um, real, real clever, like, clever play from Sligo down. Fairness, it's come from our breakdown again. I think John Flanagan mentioned earlier on, two goals or two chances tonight from our fault. The goals against Sligo were our fault as well. It was just yeah. two silly mistakes in midfield. Um, I think what the second was from a throw-in later on in the game. Um, mm. But yeah, Greyfish, Matt is a real, like it's only when you see him up, you know, up close, he's a real, real top player. I think Levick as well. Is that how you pronounce that surname? Um, he had a yeah. really decent, decent game as well. Yeah, look, we, we mentioned John Russell last season. Like his his coaching is Sligo are real, real tough. To, now, the the problem with Sligo is they can you can you can get it depends what night you get them on. You could mold them one night. They, they've taken some really bad beatings over the last couple of seasons. But mm. yeah, like Kieran had said, you, it's it, there's never a good time to play them. I mean. But that's the way of League of Ireland nearly all the time. It doesn't really matter who you're playing, but you're hoping Pat Hoban can start. And maybe that's the thinking for tonight. Maybe get just certain minutes in and maybe they play, they play the card tonight and it's worked out for them. Would they get away with a John Martin up top? I don't think so. Um, mm. But look, like what, what, what do we know at the end of the day? You know what I mean? I'd, I'd like to see, everybody wants to see Pat Hoban starting. You know, it's a different game when he's starting a match. You've seen it against Drawdy with the minutes he played. You know, he brings so many people into the game. The big thing now is at the back, you know, I, we don't know what the story is with, with the midfielders at the minute with Benson. We, we're not sure yet what it is. If, if Sam Bone said it, it looks dodgy. And look, that guy's played football. He knows what he's looking at. Um, but if we can get it right at the back, then like I'm saying we're getting right at the back. We can see that we didn't concede tonight. So, like, I mean, you know, yeah. two hours on, on, fr- on Friday night as well. So, I think it's just the Pat Hoobin thing. We don't want to keep saying it every week. He has to start. He has to start. But he has to start. You know that that is literally it. I mean, there, there is no the, the problem we have. It's not a problem. It's a great problem to have. There is nobody that can play the way Pat Hoban plays, and that's it's never been more evident now. And we missed him for parts of last season as well. Um, like I still remember somebody on the podcast last year saying he was player of the season. You know, and he's missed most of it. Not most of it, but you know, probably a quarter of it. You know, he's still a player of the season. I think he might have been tearing him. You know, and it's right. He was rightly up there in the running for it. Um, mm. but I'd like I'd like to see him start. I'd like to see him. I'd like to see O'Kane, Huben, and John Martin. I think John Martin gives you that little bit of strength. You know, and I John Russell will be clever enough. He know how to deal with Tullock, and that's John Martin's that type of player that you don't know what you're going to get on the right wing with him. He's kind of a you know, we said he's that he's a different type of winger than what we're used to at the club. He's he's complete opposite of Ryan O'Kane because he's so strong. He's good in the air. 
you know, that little bit of an option. Tullock for me wouldn't be great in the air. Dan Kelly for his height could do better in the air. I've seen him miss so many headers up in Oriel Park over the seasons. But John Martin with, with Pat Hoobin, oh, sorry, Pat Hoobin with John Martin running off and Rhino came the other end, could be what, exactly what we need for Sligo. But again, mm-hmm. look, like Kieran said, we don't know what injuries, we, like, the boys who go training during the weekend, the luck will have them. We could have three or four injuries, you know, touch wood. Yeah. That, that's what happens. And it just seems to be just, we just can't get that level of consistency needed to put a proper team out. Like Kieran, Kieran said it early on in the podcast, we have, we probably haven't put out our best 11 yet. I'm trying to think we had Archie Davis, we had Boyle, Anelsey and Leahy at the back at the first game of the season. Maybe. No, it wasn't actually because Anelsey played No, no, because some of the other lads didn't come out. So you That's think right. of some so of the new recruits, it was actually had... a Pats 5-0 victory. Mm. Would have been yeah. as close to it as we could have yeah. got. Yeah. And so that, that's a real awesome. issue. Yeah. You know, so that's always a worry when you're going to pick a team to play against anybody. If you don't have the full volume of players to pick from it. But I think the lads are getting enough minutes under their belt now they can say, right, we, yeah. you know, we, we give, give them a game, go over there. I think the ground, like we keep saying every week, it's only a broken record, but the pitch will suit us. Oriel Park, I actually think, doesn't suit some of the players that we have at the minute. So I think the likes of Mali can come into his own on a grass pitch tonight. Look, and Kieran, we, we probably have overlooked Kieran and said it, Alfie Lewis as well. You know, really, when he's on it, he's a top, top footballer. Playmaker well, for the team he, when, when, he, he, when he's going. He did simple things right today. Yeah. That yeah. was the one thing about him. Like, was yeah. you weren't looking for anything spectacular of him. He just did his job, but he yeah. made yeah. it look so easy. So I'd love to see what would happen when he really has to go, you know. Yeah. And I think that's where some if Doyle comes in or when Doyle comes back or Schlager, I think Alfie Lewis could be let loose a little bit with Mali up, up a little bit further up. I think I know he's a playmaker, he comes a little bit deep, but I'd, I'd let him loose further up the field. Because funnily enough, he started that way against Shelburne a couple of weeks ago and the first 10, 12 minutes he was outstanding and then drifted back in. I don't know if that was just on Skip's orders, but he just kind of drifted back down towards the defence and it's just kind of... It didn't really work, and I, I just think both. If you've got Slogger or Doyle, it's it's easier to send them a little bit more up the field. And I'd like this, you know, if we can get everybody back fit, you know, that's that's what you'd be looking for, ideally. Mm-hmm. Just in relation to Brent Slogger, I, I was it the Derry City game that he got injured, or was it before that? I can't remember specifically. Uh, or was it Andy? Oh, Boyle was it Andy Boyle that got injured in the warm up against Derry? I oh, think that's a good. I don't know actually. I can't remember. And Derry, um, no, was it not last time there that Greg got injured up on that pitch? That's up right. in Derry, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah it was, it was, it was Andy. No. Yes, yeah, as long as injury was at Oriel, I don't know who we were playing though, yeah. Um, but it's yeah, just like, look, when you've got players, look, we can talk about injuries. I said it a couple of weeks ago, these players are players are signed. They, you, you need you've got a squad there, there's a good enough squad there if they're, if they're set up right. You know, there's just too many inconsistencies. So we like, there's no doubt in my mind, Mali is a top top player. He just oh, yeah. doesn't seem to. I don't know what it is. He just hasn't really hit the ground running yet, and he's due an absolute blinder. And look, he, he's decent, but he, he can play much much better. I, he, you can see it on him, even though we haven't witnessed it yet. You know that there's a top footballer in there. So if we can get those players just, and the likes of Ryan O'Kane coming in, and I think I think O'Kane, O'Kane, Huben, John Martin's the way to go. But look. You just don't know the, the way the squads are. We just don't know who the lineup's going to be. We're shocked today that Hoobins aren't starting. So, you know, you just don't know what, what Skip's thinking. And sometimes it works. It's worked today. You know, we just have to see. Yeah. Uh, Kieran, I think you actually think it might have been right. I think it might have been the two-all draw with Derry, would it, in Oriel? Yeah. yeah. I think, I think Greg so. went off at, uh, could have gone off on that one. Um, right, guys, just to uh, start a 
with a housekeeping. So we'll have a quick look at the table um, and see just to confirm that uh, Shamrock Rovers beat Derry 2-0 tonight as well. Um, so having a look at that then, Bowles stay top on 28 points. Shamrock Rovers now move into second on 24 points. Derry only three points ahead of us in third. Dundalk are in fourth on 19 points level with like Rovers. So that's really shows the importance now of Saturday's game. Uh, both teams are a point ahead of Shelbourne, who drew with Trahada United tonight. Uh, Pats further behind after that loss um, to Sligo today are seventh uh, on 17 points. Gap then of uh, three points back to Trahada and another gap then to Cork and UCD. So that really does say a lot about the importance, lads, for, for the game on Saturday now. Yeah. Um, for it, so you, you know, you're just trying to stay with this pack for the moment, Gally. You were kind of saying that third, fourth is kind of where we were hoping to be, and you know, you just want to stay with that pack because when European football comes in, we're going to get stretched a little bit further. So, I suppose it's probably about how many points can we pick up now, exactly. Yeah, and you need to be beaten. You know, look, you're disappointed when you're beaten 4 0 at Rove by Slight or by Shamrock Rovers, obviously, them games will come and go, but. It's teams around you need to be taking points off because that's what's going to count at the end of the day. And I, you know, and I, 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 I think I've said it for the last week, but Bowes have really, really messed up the, the top of the table because nobody's really expecting them to be up there. And be, so somebody's no. got to drop down. So there's a little bit of a chance there for someone else to come in. And, you know, we, we take Rover, for example, with a shocker of a start of the season. And now they'll, they'll, uh, they'll beat Derry tonight 2 0. I see one or two of the chance they're probably going to score four. Um, but, yeah, you just need to yeah. be. You don't necessarily need to beat them. But you just need, to, like you say, you need to stay with them. Like I think Patsy yeah. had put up earlier on that Patsy Mattis, a draw. You take a draw for the week we're after having. You know, if you can pick up. You know, you've got two wins and a draw in the space of yeah. eight or nine days. It's it's Keeps, not bad. It's the unbeaten run going as well, isn't it? It's unbeaten yeah, exactly. four, like yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm fully expecting us to hammer them, of course. But you know, we take a draw. <laughs> <laughs> when the predictions just, come in, that'll be five nil and dog. But even when you just look at the table there, like you look at Cork City, like that result really is glaring now that if we yeah. had gotten something if we had gotten something out of that game, we'd be even in a even even a much better position. I think that yeah. that that day was just it was the pits all together, you know. Yeah. Very, very and, difficult. And those days are gonna haunt you at the end of the season. Yeah. Whereas, like and the funny thing is wins tonight, you won't remember. Because it's, it was just kind of, yeah. As you were saying, it's not the 4 0 win that everyone's yeah. going to you know, remember. It's that, yeah. geez, do you remember when they had to turn us across on Easter Monday? You know, yeah. that they're yeah. the kind of results that, that will come back at the end of the season. And they're the ones that cost you the European place or something else. So it's it's something that when Cork do come to Oriel Park in the next couple of weeks, that that's rectified. And I know that, yeah. I don't know whether Twitter is. You know, it can be a dangerous place at times, but it seems that Colin Heaney is in serious trouble down there. Mm. And there's a lot of questions being being asked of him at this moment in time. And um, like, you know, you would you, you would kind of want to kind of put the, not you want to just keep st- putting the keep doing the business. And if we were to get that result against Sligo or even a draw or something with like that, and then go into the court game and still be unbeaten, then there's yeah. your momentum straight away for just getting that and, and putting that one nil lost yeah. down and court to bed and just moving on yeah yes look I, I as i say i think it's important just to keep matching probably 
as, as close to Derry as we can get and, and match yep. um, Sligo's uh, Sligo Rovers results at the moment. I think that will definitely keep us in the mix. Look, gents, we've done over an hour. Somehow we've talked to death the game um in the bowl which are which is never that easy either and um, just want to thank uh both of you for coming on tonight thank you everyone for all your comments as well and um, i don't know if we remembered this to um pass on our regards to flano and his recovery so if we didn't before oh. we'll definitely do it now and um, too as well john and um, thanks everyone the knee, the knee looks great before. he sent me a photo ah there we go <laughs> <laughs> Um, thanks as always to Tony's Pizzeria, as we mentioned earlier on, for our um, Man of the Match competition pizza, to Donald Green and Dundalk Village for overall sponsorship of the podcast and to Player Fit um, for the shirt for this year. Gents, that's, that'll do us for tonight. Um, as I said, on to Sligo next. It'll be the situation where we, we, we'll know all the results and we'll know what, what's been asked yeah. of us, but I think you're right. I think if we can... Come out of there with a draw. I think we'll we'll have ourselves in a good position, as Kieran just said. Keep that unbeaten run going. Well, gents, until then, come on the turn. <laughs> <laughs>